Welcome to the 34 Welcome to Make Matriarchy Great Again. We're back at the 34 Circe Salon for the final part of our Alpha Babes episode. In this part, Pamela J. Smith explains how she uses the Alpha Babes concept to help filmmakers and other creatives. Um, I think it behooves us in this particular discussion to keep in mind uh, three words, devolution, revolution, and evolution. Mm -hmm. And... Unfortunately, too often when people are going for change, it becomes revolution. And the problem with revolution, well, devolution, everything just all falls to pieces. Right. Um, And that doesn't serve anybody well, except the people who are going around making money, cleaning up the pieces, maybe. But um, revolutions are not a good idea because they always lead to counter revolutions. And Mm -hmm. it's like being on a rotisserie. And you're just going around and around and around, and you have a revolution, then you have a counter-revolution, then you have a revolution and a counter-revolution. You know, Seymour at France for over a hundred years, you know, after the French Revolution, the empires, and then the Republic, and then the Second Empire, and then the Republic, and then the Third Empire, etc. Right. But if we can raise our sights and work towards evolution, once again going for that higher turn of the spiral, once again going for, if you're talking chakras, uh, seeing things from an Ajna perspective, where you encompass and integrate and balance all of the factions and the factors, then we can really start to make some progress so that nobody gets kicked out and left out unless they're really, you know, due to heads and they should be. But mm-hmm. um, it's not about exclusion. It's about inclusion and a higher frequency of idealism and actions and benefits. And yeah, it's idealistic, but gosh, if we don't go there, we're just going to keep doing the same old rotisserie revolution thing. Right. We need to be looking at the stars, right? Absolutely. That might be a good place to ask you about your concept of you. You had said uh, in your points of matriarchy, the matriarchal point of view or choice or direction to go in response to patriarchy. You know, if we're going to have this change, that's one route. What what do you see with that? Well, um, it's a, a bit more of what we were just talking about, where we rise above dualities we rise above the revolving polarities of opposites and we evolve upwards when you look at what was done to the matriarchies and you all have talked about this in a number of your podcasts which are so fabulous oh thank you oh, thank you I so enjoy them and i've you know sent them all around and told people listen to this this is really great <laughs> thank you I appreciate that Thank you. And, and so much of it is a system coming in, a new system coming in, and decimating and destroying the old system. And if 
that would be the next move, that we know how that turns out. Right, yeah. It, it doesn't serve everybody well. So how can we get past the polarities of opposites and move upwards into something that incorporates, let's say, the yin-yang of it all? Instead of just going, oh, we got to go back to the yin with some yang in it. Right. No, let's just like, you know, mm-hmm. let's get everybody involved. It doesn't have to be the new matriarchy. It can be the new way that combines both. Right. And so, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's just that, you know, both sides of any issue have positives and negatives, and, you know, who gets to decide what gets saved and what doesn't. But um, we, we sure need union these days. We need melding rather than divisiveness. Amen. Or, yeah, yeah, or harm. Oops, oh my goodness. Speaking of melding and divisiveness. <laughs> I, they agree. That was the bar. Yes, clearly, clearly. There needs to be some... Uh, hang on just a second. I'm going um, to put myself on silent here for a second. And for the listeners, that's Dawn's Pals of Protection. Just making sure that there are no forces coming at us for all we're talking about. This has really been just such a fascinating exploration to go through. Uh, you know, when we talked about some of the stuff with on our other podcasts about matriarchies and principles in matriarchy, uh, I think it's interesting because the things you were talking about, that cooperative mindset, that's one of the bases, uh, one of the bases, I should say, of matriarchal principles, which are not, as we always try to point out, the opposite of a patriarchy. It's not flipping everything over. Dawn definitely is the person to um, talk about that because she has been really big on pointing out these sort of pillars of matriarchal principles. Right. I am back. Yes. And we are safe. The, uh, the apartment has been, has been defended against well done. random passers-by. So exactly. So, <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I, I actually, the question that I have for Pamela is, so how does this work in action? Like if someone came to you and said, I have this amazing idea for a series and I really want to, you know, consult with you on it. So my idea is there are these guys and they do everything, and um, and the story is all from their point of view, and they're really tough and really badass, and they beat everybody up, and uh, they get sex whenever they want it. What do you think? I think, who's your audience? Who are you going for? Where are you going to put them? <laughs> you know, there's a... Um, did you have more of your question? No, I was just oh, curious, like, how, how, how does this work in action? Okay, well, if I were consulting on that kind of story, I would say, I would go back to what I say, the three E's of uh, a story. And you can draw a pie chart and say, is this story about entertainment, education, enlightenment, or expression? And... For instance, a Michael Bay movie is typically entertainment. Right. Just sheer entertainment and a little bit of his personal expression. 
Tarantino's mm -hmm. movies typically will be a lot of entertainment, a lot of expression, but also, you know, maybe some education in there too. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was a lot of, you know, action and flamethrowers and, you know, kick-ass stuff. But there was also an education about what didn't happen historically and maybe a bit of enlightenment about how a shift in attitude could shift results. Hmm. So if all you're looking to do is a uh, kick-ass movie, that's perfectly fine. But if you want right. something more, then let's get into the characters more and let's add in some emotional backgrounds. Let's have some problems. Let's have some backstories. Let's have, maybe, put in some females. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, they have sex with them, but what else do we need them for? Spoken like an ancient Greek. <laughs> okay, all right. Here's, here's what else you need them for. My answer, as a mythologist and as a, um, a promoter of alpha babes, Mm -hmm. You need them to show you who you can become. Nice. You need them to show you what you can be. You need them to bring out the better part of yourself. And it's like that old saying you find in a lot of stories about chivalric love. And you'll see people recounting that they've had this experience in their personal lives when someone said... Mm -hmm. I have decided to become the man that you think I am. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and men can do that for women too. It's not, you know, an either or. Right. But when you find someone who, particularly in that kind of uh, chivalric transformative love, and there's nothing wrong with just good old sex. Of course. Absolutely. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, well, wow. But, um, <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Well done. Well done, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, the whole point of transformative love, the whole point of a lot of mythic love affairs are about transcendence. Right. And yeah. it's about, to me, it's about. Uh, the core of the search that is embodied in sex, drugs, and rock and roll, everybody's just looking for the light. Mm. And whatever can bring you the light, that, that can kind of work. There's, there's Plato's myth of the two halves. Is it the Androgyne where the two halves split apart and they spend their time trying to find each other again? That was kind of yeah. his, his light, light myth. So it's well, like to look at it, you know. Yeah, I think of uh, Eros and Psyche, uh -huh. and you know how that that myth is a is an exploration of immature versus mature love. Yeah, and it's also done about trust, right? And that whole it's on that wonderful mythic theme of the secret identity, which is in so many stories where you don't know who the other person is, and you're not supposed to ask. Right. It's kind of a mythic don't ask, don't tell. But um, 
Yeah, that whole transformation that love can offer. And I think, you know, going back to your story idea with just a, a bunch of guys out there doing, you know, soldier stuff, warrior stuff. Mm-hmm. And who are they doing it for? Why are they doing it? What do they expect? And you can deepen the whole story by just going into their backstories. Ooh, see more at the novel, but at the um, Terrence Malick, I believe it was, uh, did the film The Thin Red Line. Mm-hmm. And you've got a number of different warriors in World War II in the South Pacific. And it gets into their backstories. And it's very revealing and uplifting. Nice. It's, it's an interesting that that movie means a lot to me personally because my dad was in the South Pacific during oh, World War II. Wow, wow. And I showed him that movie before, well before he passed. I said, Dad, I looked at that movie and I, I said, it looked so real. It it looked like I imagine it would be, would have been to have been in the South Pacific during the time. So I, I put it on for him, and about ten minutes in, he asked me if we could turn it off. And I asked him, I said, "Is it because it's very much like it was?" And he goes, "Yes." Wow. And that's all we wow. had to say. That was it. Wow. Yeah. So just uh, maybe kind of to to pull this together and, and, and wrap up a little bit. Tell us just about what Alpha Babes, what you offer in terms of the Alpha Babe Academy and what people can be invited to learn by becoming involved, what it, what it is and how it works and how you can reach out to you about it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, we are offering a um, four-lesson course starting September 14th on Alpha Babes and Chosen Men. Because it's, it's not just for females. We're egalitarian right. here. But right. you know, it's about um, learning how to better use and develop your own physical, emotional, mental, and uh, higher creative selves. So we, we do offer that. And then um, certainly a, a number of the stories I consult on do have female leads. And we typically use, you know, the alphabet principles. And um, there is a book that I would recommend, too. We, I mentioned earlier something about yin-yang. A colleague mm-hmm. of mine has uh, written what I think is a really important book called Nobody Wants to Be the Girl Anymore, Rediscovering the Power of the Female Yin. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a great title. Isn't Holy it? Holy cow. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, by Jeffrey von Gerlach, who's a longtime friend and colleague of mine and who has uh, studied a lot of mythology and metaphysics. And he's a doctor of oriental medicine, so he knows about all this stuff. Right. And it's, um, I find it a very thoughtful look at finding a balance within the individual, in personal relationships, in your creativity and your profession. And he uses examples from film to illustrate his points. His main point is, absolutely, it's great to have kick-ass females. You betcha. Not a problem. Right. Right. But there's more than just that. And the soft power 
is also really powerful. Yes. And I think that's and to remember. Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Well, that was it. I, I think it's important for us to remember that um, ideally we are moving upwards into inclusion rather than separatism. Right. Yeah. What I was going to say is that um, we're seeing, you know, and Jennifer Seibel Newsom talks about, about this a lot in her uh, documentary, The Mask We Live In, which is oh. about... Um, about uh, boys, uh, the portrayal of boys and men in the media and how this sort of hyper-masculine portrayal is affecting, um, you know, real men and boys. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we do see this, um, you know, this sort of influx and, you know, golly, it started in the 80s and 90s, but this influx of, you know, powerful women, of kick-ass women, um, you know, women who are, can compete with the boys, can, can become one of the boys, but we are not, we do not see the flip side of that, which is if women are allowed to be, you know, quote unquote, allowed to be um, both strong and weak, both hard and soft, both um, aggressive and passive, what we're not seeing is the archetypes of men who get to explore the opposite side as well. So we're not seeing nurturing, gentle, peaceful, passive, subtle men being celebrated in our media. So it's, it's, you know, women are, are, being offered a larger palette of roles, terrific, yay, but we're not seeing that mirrored as well in male characters. They're not being offered, you know, the lead role of the nurturer Mm -hmm. and they're not being celebrated for those, for that, you know, that opposite side of the yin-yang. Yeah, I think you're quite right on that, Dawn. Uh, One exception I would point out, and there may be others, but in Madam Secretary, uh, she has the lead role, and she is the one in political power, and her husband is a nurturer. Nice. And um, a professor, and also, you know, in the he's in the service, so he does the warrior stuff, too. But he right. has that, that softer role, and it's very much appreciated. And within the family, it is honored. That's wonderful. That's an amazing show. Actually, I would recommend that because he is a good model. And also bring up the Americans, which I've been talking to Dawn about, which is an interesting example of that, I think, too, even though both uh, Madam Secretary, Tim Daly's character, who is the husband, um, he's still a guy's guy. He's a CAA guy. He's a Mm -hmm. former fighter pilot. He Mm -hmm. just is also a nurturing, supportive husband. And in the Americans, I mean, you've got two killer spies, but the Matthew Reese character is the much more exploratory of his emotions, his understanding of self. He's still what, for those of us, would call a guy guy. He still goes out and can just really kick some butt. But he also is allowed to be, he's the nurturing one more than the, the character of Elizabeth, oh. um, where you have, she's just cold-blooded, she does her job, and she says, we have a job to do. 
in, the, in their case, on behalf of the Soviet Union. And so there's no excuse, there's no room for being sympathetic for her. So it's a very interesting switch yeah. uh, to showing there. So, huh. uh, yeah, I highly recommend that both shows actually to binge watch. They're great, great, great shows. Uh, on that note, can I ask you, Pamela, your one more thing you'd like to have us, uh, the listeners, do after having heard you talk about Alpha Babes and mythology? Is there any action point or anything you would recommend? Well, definitely, definitely take Pamela's seminar. Oh, well, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How can they find it? How can they find oh, out about it? They can go to alphababeacademy.com. Okay. And just, it's all spelled out, alphababeacademy.com. Fabulous. And the courses and are listed there. And um, what's, what's upcoming? What's, uh, when's the next course? What's the next course will start on uh, Monday, September 14th. Fantastic. Terrific. Yeah. And you can learn more about it, you know, by going to the website and checking out courses. And what I would suggest is uh, my favorite mythological alphabet is Pallas Athena from mm. the Greco-Roman pantheon and uh, as as we all know the three of us know uh she was older than that and came from a matriarchy right indeed indeed yes yes you know uh born fully armed fully grown from her father zeus's headache Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but being the goddess of war wisdom and civilization and I think that's an excellent combination. War as in protecting and defending the weak and the innocent. Uh, civilization, which serves presumably the all. Right. And uh, wisdom, which is that higher perspective. So I would say as an action, if all of us can try, and it, well, we have so many opportunities these days, try to get above the dualities that are apparent or that are created and get to a more inclusive perspective. And then from that higher perspective, see what action could best serve the situation and benefit the greatest number. Nice. So take that position of Pallas Athena. It's not that you shrink from the fight. You're the goddess of war. You're also the goddess of civilization, and above that all is wisdom. And just, you know, give it a try. See what you can discover, no matter what your position on any um, situation might be. Right. But take that right. perspective. Yeah, yeah. Dawn, do you, have, do you have a one more thing? A one more thing? Um, I would say, yes, if you're a creator... Um, look for characters um, that you can use to exhibit those, those parts of a fully actualized human that are seldom explored. Mm-hmm. And put that in your movie or your television series. Yeah. Well said, well said. 
My one more thing would be, I would like to invite people to one, explore myth so that they can find a deeper understanding of humanity, that the connection beyond the self, not just about you, how you look, how you feel, how you are oriented, but how all of us have expressions of humanity within us that we share. So take a look at the Odyssey, which I'd be I highly recommend everyone to read. I think that is one of the great works of literature and maybe read here with a thousand faces. If you want to get just sort of an overview, it's kind of become worn out. A lot of people in entertainment, especially talk about it, but I think look at it, not from the standpoint of this is how I'm going to write a script, but rather from the standpoint of this is how human beings understand their nature in the cosmos. So on that note, wonderful. I want to thank Pamela J. Smith. I'm sorry. And Dawn after you. Absolutely. I wanted to do the exact same thing. Thank Pamela for coming on the show and, uh, and provoking some really wonderful conversation. Well, thank you both so much for having me. And I've got uh, a lot of notes here that I'm going to be looking up. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. You can you're, you use that critical mass anytime you want to. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it and uh, learned a lot and, um, you know, thinking about some things in different ways. So thank you. This has been the 34 Circe Salon, Make Matriarchy Great Again. I'm Sean Marlon Newcomb. Thank you. And, and I'm Don Sam Alden and blessed be.